0: Visit roberthalf.com today.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third CBS Sports Soccer podcast. It's me, Sandra, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, on my colleague and co-host Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. We're going live one more time to react to the United States women's national team clinching a spot in the 2023 Women's World Cup in Australia and New Zealand. We just went live to recap their 5-0 victory over Jamaica And now we're back to react (laughs) to them clinching a spot. They did so by having that first lopsided victory against Jamaica. And then they needed to see the match between Haiti and Mexico because if Haiti earned a result against tournament host Mexico. The United States were on their way to the 2023 World Cup. And that's how it played out. Lisa, I just saw you. How you doing today?
0: I'm so good. The United States, they're headed to Australia, New Zealand, 2023 Women's World Cup. It will be their ninth World Cup. This is huge for the United States. Um, it, it is 1 a.m. Eastern on, on the East Coast here, and I am excited I stayed awake for that game. I mean, how could I not? I was always going to watch that game, but then the implications coming after that game for the United States, and and maybe if you asked me this morning – Uh, Before any of these games happened, what would have happened between Haiti and Mexico? I would have said that um, that Haiti would not get a result. And, man, did Haiti surprise and show up. And we've got to talk about that game. But we've also got to talk about the United States because they're the first CONCACAF nation to qualify for the Women's World Cup in 2023. A huge, huge job. um, Job well done by Black Wondonofsky and the entire Roster in the United States women's national team. Huge congratulations to them.
1: Um, It's no easy path to the world cup. I think people are getting reminded of that tonight uh, in this CONCACAF W championship. And that's what I'm thinking about right now. I'm thinking about this journey for this United States women's national team to this world cup, because it's taken a few twists and turns along the way. Uh, there was a you know, we got introduced to a pandemic, a global pandemic that shifted things around in terms of the cycle for the competitive calendar. Um, and we've seen the inclusion and uh, expansion of the player pool under Vlaco Andinovsky going into this tournament specifically. So that's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking of. You know, I'm looking at Sophia Smith. You know, I'm looking at Margaret Purse. I'm I'm looking at Naomi Gurma. I'm looking, hey, at, Trini is I'm on looking this at
0: Trinity roster. Rodman. I'm looking at Trinity
1: Rodman. These are goal. players. These are the players that clinched the spot in yep. the 2023 FIFA World Cup. Those players. So we I'm thinking not- of them tonight.
0: Exactly and even in this match that the u.s played earlier against Jamaica, there was no Alex Morgan there was no Megan Rapino, there was no Becky Sauerbron there was no Kelly O'Hara the the veterans on this roster the veteran field players did not even compete. Today in this match against Jamaica, it was goals from Sophia Smith and Trinity Rodman and just a huge game from the U S and, and they did what they needed to do winning against Haiti in the opening uh, match of CONCACAFW championship and then winning against Jamaica. And uh, it could have come down to Monday's match against Mexico, but um, if Haiti got a result against Mexico tonight, which they did a- an incredible three, nothing win for Haiti over Mexico, it, punched the United States through. This is huge. They're now the 12th nation to have qualified for the Women's World Cup, uh, the first of the CONCACAF nations to do it. There are still three guaranteed spots open for CONCACAF nations to push through uh, to the Women's World Cup. There's a possible total of six because there's the Intercontinental Tournament, but the United States are the first one to do it. Um, and huge celebrations, I'm sure, for that team as they stayed awake, watched the result. I'm yeah. sure, tweeted out, put out that they're going to the World Cup, and then they're, they gotta get to bed. They've they're rea- to
1: bed. yeah, they're reacting to it. It's so cool to see. Uh, like I said, it's just it's just really nice to sort of see this moment finally kind of come to light, right? I just sort I mean, literally, this tournament just started the other day it just started the other day nope. and not only did they this week clinch <laughs> yeah not only did they clinch i'm sorry we've been doing like a million episodes it's literally the next day for us literally the next day for us so forgive me if uh you know where the timeline is 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 a, a little bit skewed for me uh but it literally just got started and so not only did this team qualify for the world cup they did it with a match remaining like mm-hmm. that is just like very impressive to me so i just am like uh it's it's a celebratory moment for us here i think uh, on a3 and i think that like i said the journey took a lot of twists and turns and it's been sort of wild to cover i know for us we're like we are looking at the calendar as well and we're about to be celebrating a year of attacking third and in, in our presence you know in, with the show and it's just sort of cool to sort of recognize all these things kind of coming together full circle so uh, I'm absolutely hyped for this uh I, I'm I'm even more excited now for what comes next um mm-hmm. for this team within this tournament but when we're looking at this team and how they qualified during this tournament they essentially did it in two games they opened up Huge. this they opened up the group stage against haiti one three0 they went up against Jamaica one five zero and then there was a second match taking place on the second match day between Haiti and Mexico and Haiti went out there and not only did they take care of the business in front of them they absolutely put Mexico to sleep it just they went out there and they not only just picked up the win but they picked it up emphatically like it was just so impressive in the way they did this I I am loving this for Haiti. Heartbroken for Mexico, of course. But watching this team play tonight and seeing the difference between that match day one and the evolution into match day two, mm-hmm. love it. Love to see a team get stronger through a tournament. And that's what Haiti did against Mexico.
0: That's it, exactly what they did. It was... um Pretty crazy to see and, and watching this Haiti side, uh, they were my dark horse coming into this tournament. Um, watching them throughout the CONCACAFW qualifiers and seeing them score just goal after goal after goal, 44 goals in that qualifier, zero goals against. They had um, the veteran leadership of Roselord Borghea. They had so many young players right their Entire roster is just incredibly young. I think they averaged the age of 21 total on the roster. And, Um, that fight that they have is just truly incredible. Even watching, going back to that first match the United States played against Haiti, Haiti put up a fight, right? They, they had a PK that went off the post. They had another opportunity that just skimmed wide. they had a, a great breakaway opportunity that Casey Murphy saved. And tonight, Against Mexico, this Haiti side, they came out and, and fighting, swinging with everything they had. Roselord Borgea had another opportunity from the spot, and she was not missing this one. I mean, uh, we have to look a little bit at this game, this game and how it happened uh, between Mexico and Haiti. Because yeah, for sure. Still- coming away with three goals and three goals all off of set pieces, two of them penalty kicks, one of them a free kick opportunity, but uh, ultimately um, getting the win and... It becoming a choppy game towards the end of it, but I think Haiti did so well to capitalize on the opportunities that they were given, whether it was the, the PK coming early in this match or um, another PK coming later. And despite Mexico controlling a lot of the possession, especially throughout the first 45 minutes of this match.
1: Yeah, I think it was evident uh, for me. I mean, just, you know, as someone who's followed the Mexican women's national team for a very long time. Uh, I could just sort of see like in the opening five minutes of this game that it just had another layer of familiarity around it, similar to what we saw with Mexico uh, going up against Jamaica just was off. Mm Some didn't feel right. And sure enough, we just saw the wheels fall off as this game continued to progress. I mean, everything that you could think of to go wrong within your game plan. If you're Mexico went wrong in this game, you're talking about not just one penalty kick, you know, conceded, uh, but two in this game. It's, it's tough enough of a night if you're giving one up, but two, that's that's really, really tough to come back from. And in, and the timing in which these happen, too, I think are also very telling within this game. You're talking about in the opening 15 minutes uh, to start this game and then just past the hour mark when you're coming out of the second half and the game is still somewhat manageable at this point. You're talking a 1-0 scoreline, you yeah. know, and you're looking to try to play your way into the game or get something back in some type of way. So... You know, I love again. I love this for Haiti because we we talk about this tournament as a whole on attacking third. Yes, we we do the the previews and the recaps for USWNT, but we've been talking about all the teams here. I mean, choosing Lisa going with Haiti as a dark horse, me yeah. going looking with Mexico and saying they've got the pressure on them. They've got everything to to prove in this one, and that was something that I was keeping an eye on, quite mm-hmm. frankly, when it came to this team in this tournament they absolutely had all the pressure on them going into this one so there's going to be a lot i think that comes out of around this team where naturally the finger is going to be looked at at the coach people are going to be asking a lot of monica vergara and, and her team and quite frankly their preparations their tactics or lack thereof within this tournament and what that means for them um Sure. Uh are they technically eliminated from qualifying for the World Cup? No, they're not technically eliminated. Is it going to take literal miracles yeah. for, for them to find a path through to the World Cup? Absolutely. Um, I don't know if you if you're someone who's even just a neutral uh, watching this uh, this competition or if you're someone who is uh, vested in the the Mexicans you know into Mexican soccer I don't know if you are on either side of that spectrum and look at this scenario for Mexico and say okay so You lost against Jamaica, you lost against Haiti. That's okay. There's still one more left. You just got to beat the United States women's national team by a plethora of gold, and you need a different result in this other game. I don't know if you just sort of like, you echo that. It's just like the chillest, most easiest day at work. That is a very difficult day at work. That is going to be the hardest day at work for this Mexican women's national team. And they just had two losses in this tournament as hosts. So they're sitting at the bottom of the table right now. If you're watching us live on YouTube, you could see the standings here. We've got USA clinching their, their world cup spot with six points. Haiti jumped in the standings of this, of this group a into second place with three points and their win over Mexico and Jamaica. Bec- has because of
0: that goal turns. differential, right? So it comes down to massive goal differential. And for Haiti, getting three over Mexico uh, was huge because the United States only got three over Haiti. So their goal differential coming into this now is, is zero. So that was huge. Whether that was a game plan or not uh, for Haiti, just get three, just get three. Um, it, it worked out in their favor because Three goals. They had another one that was called back after a bit of VAR review in this match against Mexico. Um, it could have been four, four-nil over Mexico. Yeah,
1: that's the other side of it too. Is yeah. that it's it's you look like I said we're looking at the the goals that occurred, the timing in which they occurred, and the truth is is that the scoreline actually could have been much bigger. Uh, you know, and, and again, just everything that you could think to go wrong within this match going wrong. Well. I mean, the devastating injury oh, that took wow. place to Rebecca Bernal. Um, hopefully she's, you know, continues to, to heal back from that. We saw you reported that it was a, something around the clavicle. So hopefully that is what it is. And she continues to, you know, have a successful rehab with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but a player off, one of your starting center backs off, you lose your next starting center back in Greta Espinosa, uh, to a red card, to a red card, you know,
0: bad foul. And this is this is defender. also where we see VAR coming in again. Yeah. I just mentioned how Haiti had a goal called back due to a, a VAR call and a handball. This one initially a yellow card, and upon further review using VAR, it's determined that she was the last player back, and it because of that, it's a red card. Yeah. And before you know it, in the span of five minutes, Mexico has lost both of their starting center backs. Um, yeah. Truly devastating, right? As you said, everything that could go wrong for this Mexican side really did. And honestly, anything that could go right for the Haiti side, it, it did. They, they were able to draw two penalty kicks, draw another set piece outside of the box because um, it, right without those set pieces and, and without those stoppages of plays with the two PKs and, and the free kick, would Haiti have gotten on the board and would they have scored Probably not uh, because they they weren't able to do it in the run of play yet. They were able to capitalize on these opportunities that they were given to them. And uh, man, he can score some cool goals.
1: Oh my gosh. I mean, but you're talking, like we're talking about this game. We're talking about these moments of quite frankly, disaster for Mexico, but we had this moment here with this red card and it leads to this. uh, It was a moment of beauty, quite frankly. I, I mean that in all sincerity, I loved this free kick, goal that took place just after the file from espinosa judy standing behind the ball and just we see her take this and it just the way it, it just sort of it it had like on angel's wings it flew into the back of the net it was it was wonderful to see and i loved the goal celebration after it as well it was the confidence the celebration that's that's part of why i love Concacaf so much yeah. it's like are there obvious like emotional vested ties in that? Like if if people have ties or feel some type of way about rooting for the United States women's national team or folks who are, who root for, for Mexico. I mean, there's, there's, there's a different energy around this side of the game around this side of the ball. I think when we're watching these types of tournaments, uh, the different energy is that you want to have, success for as many programs as possible. And what I think we're witnessing right now with Haiti is very special. We're talking about opening up this episode with with like long journeys to these types of moments. And Haiti has been on this journey for quite some time. These are young, young players who have been playing together for a very long time. And it's great to watch them see this success out on the pitch during this tournament.
0: It it truly is. And, And you mentioned they're so young, but they are so incredibly talented. I mean, the third goal coming for Haiti in the 78th minute and it's Jundi. Just an incredible set piece, like the the technicality, the skill, the curl on the ball to find the back of the net and, and the perseverance throughout the entire 90 minutes of this match to fight, to crawl and, and scratch and stay in this game and go up early and then keep that lead and keep a shutout. It was really impressive to see and watch Haiti, even against the United States, right? Like it, it was such an impressive side to watch and this is huge for Haiti moving forward, for the nation, for CONCACAF as a whole. Um, There is a lot that can happen now for Haiti because Monday, it all comes down between Haiti and Jamaica. Monday is the day. And yep. you better believe that Haiti is going to sleep with huge smiles on their face. I saw a tweet out. I think it was Steph Yang. I'm not entirely sure. I forget. Uh, but she was in Monterey and just hearing from the locker rooms just down the hall from the press box, cheers, scream, singing, dancing. And it's got to be the Haitians dancing and celebrating because this is huge. Not only did uh, they hel- held on against the United States, only letting up three goals, which it, that's a pretty big deal for Haiti as well. And then to get three over Mexico, be number two in the standings, and it all comes down to Monday. Um, they can clinch with a tie or and I, win. I love that. I
1: love, I love that, that too.
0: The look, Haiti came out here, and they completely
1: flipped this entire tournament yeah. on its head with this win tonight.
0: Hundred oh. percent. I'm, 100%. I'm so happy for the United I'm, States, but I'm so happy for <laughs> Haiti. Like, I am so happy like, for Haiti. And like, I'm like, is so this happy.
1: episode really us reacting to the United States? Are we reacting to Haiti?
0: I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit of both, but they
1: did. It's, it's so cool. the narratives around this tournament heading into this competition was that the final match day was probably going to be like this big, down to the wire Mexico. Versus United States. And guess what? It ain't happening. That ain't it. That's not what's going down. It's Haiti and Jamaica. It's going to come down to that. There's going to be all eyes on that. People are going to be seeing what's going on and who's going to come out on top on that one to clinch that top number two spot. It's, It's so... It's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. So I, I'm very, very excited for that. Congratulations once again in order for the United States Women's National Team. Uh, their ninth World Cup appearance. The 12th, the first CONCACAF team to clinch a spot in 2023 World Cup. We're excited because we're going to get to cover more of their games and more of the action. Make sure you tune in to whenever we go live, whenever we do our previews, whenever we do recaps. Listen, it's it's after 1 a.m. for Lisa. Yeah. After midnight yeah. for me. We're tired, but we're here with the energy. And listen, we want to thank you all so much for joining us whenever we do do this. If you appreciate the work that we've been doing here on A3, we want to let you know that you can actually vote for us. <laughs> We've been nominated as part of the uh, best female hosted podcast uh, and the People's Choice Podcast Awards. So if you would like to vote for us, if you're watching us live, we have a QR code in the corner of this episode. You can go ahead and scan that. That is going to take you to where you got to go to vote for us. You could just toggle on down to the uh, to the best female host ca- category and you could find attacking third. So take the time, please, to go ahead and do that for us. And uh, everybody else, get some sleep. I know we're going to try to get some sleep as well. Thanks, everybody, for joining us here. Uh, vote for Attack and Third at the Podcast Awards, podcastawards.com. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to your shows. We're also available as videos. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Visit youtube.com slash Attack Third. And Lisa and I will be back covering the ConquerCraft W Championship in depth, all tournament long. With in-depth previews and live United States Women's National Team recaps for Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman, as well as the second MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season, and so are we. I'm Tori Deal, and I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys! All Stars Four is finally here, and this season takes it to a whole new level.